All right, it's time for another Beeler cast. This is Rob Beeler, your host. And today we are talking to Doug Huntington from Fat Tail. And we're going to hit on such topics as the trends in 2023. We're going to talk about sustainability. We're going to talk about ways that publishers can, can get more revenue uh, by creating efficiencies, not just for themselves, but for the buy side. And so with that, welcome to BeelerCast. So Doug, uh, welcome to BeelerCast. So glad to have you uh, to have you join us. Uh, it's a new year, and you know uh, it, it just seems like each year adds its own layer onto the year before it of complexity in our in our industry to just the world in general. It just seems like uh, every every year says, uh, "Hold my beer, watch what I can do," and I will have to say and, and admit that. I always enjoy our conversations, Doug, when we get a chance to be a little dialed out and thinking about more the the macro trends of our industry and what's going on. And I want to talk to you a little bit about automation. I want to talk to you a little bit about sustainability and whatever. But I'd love to hear kind of what what are some of the things that uh, that you're thinking about and you got the team thinking about um, as you head into this new year. Yeah, thank you, Rob. Great, great to be here. Oh. <laughs> Always fun to talk to you. I, I think I think what we're thinking about most, the problem that we're trying to solve, and, and I'm always thinking about, and it, and it comes from the sense that um, premium publishers have gotten the short end of the stick over the last several years. And I don't think that premium content is being rewarded the way that it should. And we're trying to figure out how do we do that? How do we help? And the way we think that we can help and the way we frame the problem is, because uh, we, we all know that the walled gardens now take 60 or probably 70% of digital revenue. So the question is, if you could figure out how to take 10% or get that reallocated back to premium content, that would be an awful good thing for professional journalism in our mind. And, and that really matters. And the second thing we think about is we know that automation really matters. And we know direct deals really matter, particularly with what's going on with cookies and, and just all, all that kind of stuff that we know about. So we think about how do we make that significantly more efficient? And um, and how do we how do we save? How do we help publishers retain more of each dollar they make? And how do we help premium publishers get more of the whole pie? That that's what we're trying to solve. Yeah, I mean, there's there's enough money out there that again, if we can can get that from those walled gardens, right? We. We, we could all do very well with a cut of what they're getting. It isn't necessarily having to manufacture new as much as it, these are advertisers are advertising, marketers are marketing, and they're making choices. And I think you hit on a key word I'd love you to kind of expand on, right? Which is that is that efficiency piece, right? The, the, those other sites are very, you know, those, the, the walled gardens are very easy to buy from. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's something that's that's not focused on enough when we talk about direct deals between premium publishers and, and premium buyers, you know, big buyers. And and I think, you know, not only is there a, sort of a monetary just from an efficiency gain, you know, that there's a pretty significant piece. We figure that, you know, we have about 10 billion going through our platform and there's probably 10 percent savings there. That's not immaterial. But I think the real question is, if you made it really easy 
to buy from our publishers. And we made it really easy. And 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 if if uh, if the buy side could find your inventory, figure out what the executable pricing is and how much is available within their platform and buy it within their platform, and it could all flow through some sort of a marketplace in the middle. We we think that that would uh, that would be the first step in helping take some of that money back from the wall gardens because you, you guys have the inventory. And and you said something to me um, at one point um, really around how advertising is bought compared to almost anything else. Can you can you relay that? Well, it's so, I, I mean, I, I'm a little embarrassed because it's kind of a simplistic thought, but it needs to be applied to advertising as well. It's, it's, I can't I, I can't think of anywhere that I I can go now where I can't go now, except in advertising, that it's not easy for me to find products, that it's not easy for me to, to discover pricing, and it's not easy for me to transact. And I don't have to worry about fulfillment. I don't have to worry about all the stuff going on behind the scenes. Um, and it seems to me that we could we could get there too with direct advertising deals. And if we did, again, what wins is premium content and, and, and professional journalism. Yeah, I think there's something there. And, and I, you know, there's a, one of the things I've been thinking a lot about and love your your thoughts on is, um, again, publishing and how advertising has been sold, bought and sold. You know, it almost feels like we're following tradition. We're following what was done before and we're kind of repeating that particular piece. And then along comes, of course, the platforms that are not tied to any of that, right? So they, they just cut out a lot of that noise. And then you think about what e-commerce which at one point again was a little bit of a novelty come the pandemic and all of us suddenly become online shoppers and we all start to get this expectation that it, again i love the kind of the way you phrase that in terms of like i don't really worry about fulfillment and i really kind of this has all been kind of mastered that i go and hit a couple buttons i know the price i know what i'm getting i expect it to be delivered i do this and i get my product and yet you could just imagine every buyer, every marketer sitting there going like, I really want to be in certain places. How do I get there? Who do I talk to? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think, I think, and we've been talking to a lot of sort of um, what I would call the media planning and buy side system providers. And it's almost an inverse of kind of what the publishers have to manage their inventory and their contracts and their orders and all that. But those things aren't connected anyway. And when I think about the way that the industry's evolved, and this is over a long time, this is over 20 years with, with you know digital, is back in the early days, the really early days, when a digital advertising deal was transacted, a salesperson didn't even have a sense of what the pricing was or what the products were with pricing. So that, that was all controlled by the operational folks. And, and, and a long time ago, that was all in silos and really hard to connect. Right. And then that became connected. And but somebody still had to talk to, to an operations person to get that information, a salesperson or sales planner. And but gradually those systems that they were the operations folks were using got opened up in a controlled way to make that information available at the point of sale for the salesperson to enable them to sell more. It was a trust thing that happened and it was a control thing that needed to give mechanizing a system. But it moved out. If you think about concentric circles, it started in operations, moved out to sales. I think the natural extension, it's just that you move that out to people on the other side as well. And we've seen this in other markets. I, I, you know, we grew up in financial markets 
And, and when there was real efficiency and real gains in volume is when the buy side and the sell side got connected. And so there is a streamlined workflow. And there almost has to be a marketplace in the middle, which is sort of an API layer that's got to connect all those parts. And it should be, and it should be OMS agnostic. It should be planning system agnostic. But everybody should be able to get their inventory pricing availability into this thing. And it should be, it, it should, it should be at the point where the media planners and the people on the other side are already in their system, because that's where you want to do stuff, not a different system. And and through and all the pipes through that should be connected, which is not that hard to do. I think you hit on something that, and I'm I'm sure you've seen that as and and as long as you've been in this industry and as I have, um, you know, of these other other places, and it, it just this additional login for a buyer or these other ways to do that. And you know what I really and you use this word, and I think it's so key, and it's going to be something publishers really. They focus on this word. I think everything you just laid out falls in line, and that is discoverability. Yep. Right in the system, like where they want to see it, so that it is actually efficient. Um, and that is when suddenly things get really, really interesting. And, and Rob, the other thing is you can't. This is where publishers have to come together. I think if they want to get this piece of, you know, this ten percent of what what is four hundred four hundred billion annually, right? That the walled gardens are getting. That's a big number right, to split across, say, 500 publishers. If you want to get that, you kind of got to work together because you're not going to build, be able to build those integrations individually. That's not scalable. It's got to get into a centralized place that the buy side can connect into in their platforms. And to me, that's some sort of marketplace where every, every reservation system that all the publishers use and connect into, the information, which is we call PIP, which is pricing, inventory, and products, gets into that and then it gets into those systems and then and then it can connect directly and so the interesting part there right is um and again you you know this from from our the Beeler tech events that you've been at and some of the conversations how each publisher has taken its own journey in terms of from the product through to billing and all the pieces and, and how different everyone is but what you're proposing, what you're talking about is be, you do you, <laughs> right? For whatever re legacy reason that you use to do whatever that is. But if you simplify the output of that system into that PIP, you know, into the PIP, right? Like if we can start to get a common language around that, then you start to, again, get the efficiency of the market. Yep. And think about if you can do that, the efficiency market being the scale that a group of, say, the top 300 or 400 publishers have, right? It, I mean, that rivals the walled gardens and the content, the content's better, right? right. So, so, so you should win. And, and what you touched on is exactly right. So the thing is, how do you make it? The, the, the great benefit, right, of programmatic was that no longer did you have to do the translation layer on products and inventory, right? It was just all audience. And so you could unify the web. But so so what you're describing is right. There has to be, I, I believe, investment on the publisher side to come up with some uniformity at some level. But but the difference is it can't you can't allow your inventory to be commoditized like it was in the open market. Right. You can't do that. So there has to be you still have to control all that. And then on the other side, there's got to be stuff to discover. And, and there's been a lot of 
to discover inventory products, right? There's got to be some investment there, just like there is in any other marketplace. If you go to Amazon, they've got billions of products and you can find them very quickly. You hit you you had something that I'm going to, to to think about a little bit more because the way you frame that of again everything got reduced down to audience and that's a hundred percent right with programmatic and what I keep hearing publishers struggling is that next level up from that well in other words we made it audience because that's what the buy side wanted and we don't know what we have and when I again this is an opportunity this year for publishers to start to regain control and guess what control looks like control looks like having a product having a price and again that and i i hear all the resistance to all of that work is well will the buy side buy it and i think where your focus it has been well if you make it efficient yeah like in other words if you don't make it efficient then you're not going to get off the starting blocks you're just going to create products that just sit there in your OMS where, again, I'm, and again, I think it probably hit a couple of different things for you to react to, right? But there's, an, there's a piece of this of going like, this is a thing we have to get good at as publishers. And if we can add the efficiency layer to that, to your point, we collectively have the power and the scale to which buyers go, this, is a, this becomes a must buy or, or certainly a consideration. Yeah, I, I can get what I need by buying across this, you know, group of, of publishers and, and and their audiences. And and I I I think that's I you know, again, it goes into this theme that we think about all the time, which is if if it you know, if you've got a six hundred billion dig, roughly digital average and you know, global digital advertising market and four hundred billion roughly to a little over that, it's going to the walled gardens. You know, you got to figure out how to expand that and you got to look at what do they do well and what they I mean, they do a lot of things. Well, obviously, but fundamentally, it's 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 pretty easy to buy from them and and, and their scale. And and both of those are solvable in our view in some sort of a, you know, a, a publisher led marketplace to provide access to the information right now that the sales people have to translate for the buyers. And if you can automate more of that, I think you can do it in a way that publishers still have a lot of control. Like they should control, you know, because you're going to have multiple players on the other side, right? We're talking about systems. We're talking about perhaps somebody like Hudson MX, somebody like MediOcean, maybe even probably DSPs, right? All of those people are interested in getting, it's a direct relationship the publisher needs to build with whatever the buying platform is that the advertiser is using right. to discover what it is they might want to buy and then execute seamlessly. And you know, we, we've already we've invested so much on the publisher side of automating all of that flow and workflow. But it's got to tie into the same workflow as all other direct deals. It can't get siloed out, right? Because you, what you want to do as a publisher is you want to have a centralized yield manage, management strategy across all these different channels in a way that you can control it. And you don't want to make all your inventory available to every channel. You want to control that. You may want to control pricing to each channel. Right. You may want to do it. So it's it becomes this sort of channel management thing with a connection through a marketplace, which is just an API layer that makes it easy for all these buy side systems to connect to all you publishers without having to connect to you directly. And to me, that becomes something that becomes very scalable. Um, and the and again, when you just look at the collective audience across all the publisher sites and the value of that audience and the value of that content. 
it's 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 completely in, in our view um it's it's undervalued right now and it i and what i what i hear and what you're saying that is i think going to be a core component one for publishers to adopt and if they're not thinking about this for them to consider is this also from the way i understood the layers the way that you you laid that out is um i'm not putting all of my in all of my products and everything out just again that's the open marketplace we, we already saw where that led to right but if i've got control of that product by my partner by that environment one of the things that comes along with that i, I you know is the way i look at it is also what is my you know what is my proprietary or my particular offer yep. so that it's considered at that level right so in other words um and again um I don't know of a conversation where it doesn't lead to auto intenders when you talk about audience. It's it's yeah. it's the best one, right? Because of all the yeah. all the things, right? But a automotive site should stand out for its quality of that audio uh, to that auto audience, 100%. and that should be clear to the buyer. Absolutely. It doesn't mean other publishers can't participate but yeah. it's differentiated without being commoditized. And I think there's something to what you're talking about of that layers and the way that it's packaged and whatever that then becomes truly a way for us to go out to market. And even, even, the, even the positions within sight have different values and those, those all need to be recognized. And, and I think the thing that you said is, is the thing that we think about the most, which is, is the relationship that should be sacrosanct in our view is is between the consumer, the publisher, and the advertiser, the agency, right? Like that's it. And that whole thing in our point of view has been flipped over the last 15 years in programmatic where all of a sudden the tech provider owns, you know, <laughs> is at the top of the, the pyramid. And that's just, it's gotta be inverted. It's gotta be reinverted. And you talked about timing. I, we think that, you know, with cookie deprecation and just some of the other things that are going on in the world right now, this is the time to do it. Like if we look forward the next year, this is the time I think there's a unique moment in time where publishers can band together and figure out how they want to do this. And we think it's material if they do. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to, to those conversations and, and hearing where, um, you know, we, getting getting that that concept pushing forward. So I'm excited to hear kind of where that goes. One of the things that I'm curious and, and something that's been top of mind for me, curious if you have any thoughts on this is, is around automation, which is has long been part of our industry and programmatic is an aspect of some automation, right? But there's a part of it of, I don't know, in my mind, the computer's doing the computer work and the people doing the people work. Um, I, you know, I, I, I always like to just complain about just even operating systems. I still feel like I have to do a lot more work to tell the computer to do what I want it to do versus the other things. As you look, at what really where publishers are using you and your platforms, you know, I think that efficiency of being efficient to sell, right? The efficiency of that transaction. Where are other areas that you're thinking about automation um, or really, again, that just relationship with our systems that we could evolve where, where we might be able to see some, some gains. Is there some aspect of yeah, that? Yeah. Well, I mean, specific areas, which are really expensive and, and, you know, we've seen some surveys from different consultants that have dug into this, 
in the existing process around creative acquisition, right? Around payments and around campaign reporting. It's just, it's, it's nuts how much time is spent on those things. And that, that, I mean, and, and when you go to, again, when you go to buying systematically and if you're, you know, in, in walled gardens or whatever example you want to use, you don't have to worry about those things. Those things just kind of happen automatically. As you say, systems should be generating that, but not just internally at the publisher side. It should be, it should be, it should flow through, right? Like I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't remember the, the last time I've been in a bank. Like I can get everything I need to do, right? I, it's just silly. We can't do it in this industry. So it all has to flow through. It's got to get opened up. Um, but those are three areas where there are significant costs right now and significant inefficiency. But the other area that I think is really interesting that there is work going on that you mentioned that's super interesting is to make all this really, really work. Because we're talking about existing processes, existing systems on both sides, which is nice because you don't have to re replicate that to get efficiency. So you got to connect them. So the other area I do think is that's really requires some investment is um, is is sort of some some level of uniform uniformity on the publisher side, but maybe more importantly, tools to do discovery on the other side. Yes. Yeah. Well, and again, you know, and you've you've been involved in the Beeler Tech efforts around the direct sold workflow and just, you know, I always kind of talk about this because it's like uh, my expectation is not everyone's adopting it, but we could start to, once you start laying out a map, right. Yep. Then you can start to talk about the, the investment of how you do your business. Yep. And then you start to really look as to what, where the inefficiencies lie. And it might be industry level, and it might yep. be publisher specific and it, that can that can vary in whatever. But I, again, I think I think there's a piece that you just touched on that I that, that I'll dive into here that that I've thought a lot about. Um, I used to say about outsourcing, right, that like you didn't you don't need to outsource. You need to evaluate whether you can outsource, because if you can't take a process yeah. and send it to someone else to do, you don't control that process to the level that you should, right? right. That Good was point. a discovery I had to go through as, you know, uh, leading a team and just realizing, wait, I can't, I, it, it works the way it does because we've done this whole thing. And like, that means I can never be more efficient than just having a lot of my, you know, I work that out. And then you can figure out that line of what is in-house and in, in that or whatever. Automation, I think factors into that thinking too. But I think it goes to something that you're talking about in terms of this marketplace that like the true measure of efficiency isn't going to be how much time I'm spending on those reports. It's how much transaction and how the buy side is working with me that that becomes the best measurement you can have that more dollars are flowing in because people want to work with us and we're letting them. It, or, or we're making it easy, right? Yeah, and, and that, and, and you know, my analogy was financial markets, and that's what we saw, you know, twenty five years ago there, which is is just volumes picked up because you can do these deals more efficiently and quicker and all, all that. And and uh, yeah, I think I think that's a good that's a good a good metric. It, it gives us a little bit of a north star that it isn't just about how do I take a cost center and make that cost smaller. It's yeah. That cost center, to your point, you know, again, no, it, it's it's where people should be spending their energy is is that piece to generate revenue, 
And yeah, that's, that's what important. it's all about. And, and 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 the other thing that I, you know, you know, if if we were going to, what what I would say is like we have these great conversations that you know, right in 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 the stuff that you run, for example, where publishers are trying to solve the problem, they're thinking about this stuff. And then I go over and, and we talk to buy side solutions and they're trying, they're having the same kind of conversations. And what's fascinating is if, and I think it's time, Rob, that we all get in the room and we talk about this together because I do think that will make it tick. And I think it's so interesting for the publisher to hear what the problems are on, on the other side and for the buyers to hear what the problems are here because we can, it, it's all about intercompany. So here's what this year is about. It's not about it's not about intracompany operational efficiency. It's about intercompany. I like it. I like it, and and that's something we're trying to work out and, and get the right people in the room to start to 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 map that out. And to your point, it is like looking through the you know like through the looking glass, right? Where you're kind of just seeing the yeah. mirror opposite of what <laughs> is yours, and then you listen. The pain points are the same, right? But it's just different in their different ways. And so I think I think there's a lot um, to to bring that um, bring that together. I'm going to change topics with you as as something of something I know you have have some thoughts and opinions on, um, which is sustainability, which, you know, has been something that's come up in our industry. Uh, and, and, you know, we've had some people kind of raising the flag on there. And I just said, curious your thoughts about what you're watching that area to, to where, where that fits. Well, so our, you know, so, so my narrow sort of scope of interest, well, it's not completely narrow, but, but again, what I think about is um, I, I have fundamental belief and we believe that direct deals matter, right? Direct deals matter. So anything that influences direct deals is a good thing. And it just so happens that there might be uh, there might be a um, uh, an influencer around sustainability. And I think what there's a company out there that we're following um, scope three that uh, I think Brian Kelly's running. It's kind of startup. But the thesis, I, I, I believe, is that increasingly agencies and buyers are trying to become carbon neutral. And so they want to buy from sites that are um, energy efficient and they want to buy in ways that are energy efficient. And one of the early studies that I, I read from them that was interesting is that made for advertising sites are about 50 percent less efficient than, you know, premium content sites, just the way they do their business. And so that over time kind of weeds them out anyways, which is good, I think, for premium publishers. And 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 in in talking in, in talking to Brian, what we heard was when we told him kind of what we're thinking about, which is automating direct deals, he goes, Wow, we should do a study around that because th that sounds th that that's gonna be much more efficient than than you know um, the open market, for example, where you're firing up thousands of servers on each bid bid request. And so anything, again, that pushes it back to direct deals with premium publishers is something we're interested in knowing more about. And obviously, if there's, you know, if there's benefits on the for the world, too, we'll, we'll take those as well. Yeah, I, I agree. And I and, and again, I love um, as as you've heard me say uh, this, I know the trend and I know the water cooler talk is always about programmatic. I also, you know, subscribe to your your point that direct matters. And I think that that's just an aspect that like, that's a, that's a relation, you know, direct is more about a relationship. The actual mechanisms by which it's done makes sense. 
and yes, you're, you know, there definitely have been some very vocal agencies out there talking about getting to carbon neutral. And if in the process of trying to clean the world, we <laughs> clean up our, our industry, yeah, I'm for that. Um, I want it done in the right way. I'll be honest. I'll add the little asterisks. Like I, I don't want it to be the new viewability slash verification and whatever. Yeah, but I do think that there's a there's a moment in time of just going like, and again, that, that circles back to this coming into this new year. It's going to have its own twists and turns. Um, you know, I, I think we're all very aware of the year we're in these days compared to the old days. I somehow feel like I'm so much more aware of what year I'm in. And I sit there and think about all of these topics and how they relate uh, and how much pressure they put on publishers. And at the same time, the opportunities are there to start to kind of carve out, you know, a bigger spot for us in the in the industry in terms of what we control and what we manage. Yeah, I, I guess, Robert, if I guess, I guess, I mean, this is kind of silly, but if we can say, if we can say professional jur journalism, the ozone zone layer in the process, we should do it. Absolutely. I'm with it. I'm with it. So how about that? So how about we uh, we'll call it for call it for a day. Uh, you go out, plant a tree. I'll go out, plant a tree and uh, I'll buy some things on my phone because it, it's so easy to buy. But um, really appreciate putting a lot of that in context. You know, though, there's a lot of thinking there in terms of um, helping publishers grow their business and it feels like that last mile right in that that marketplace concept where these systems kind of come together is something we could start to really put some some energy in a different way than has been done with someone else's benefit in mind and i think that there's something where we can help put some energy behind that so i'm looking forward to those conversations love it rob appreciate the time and appreciate what you guys are doing great so thanks everyone for joining us for uh, for for BeelerCast. Doug, thank you again, and uh, looking forward to more and more of these conversations. So everyone, Appreciate take care. It.